Arizona green tea and you this opening is the casual by hard podcast entrance music by the way <laughs> well we have a theme it's playing now as i'm as i'm talking mm. there's music playing over us that's colleen from the internet she hasn't been here since we introduced the theme music that no we used to have meet the mets playing over us yeah we now we have uh if we have new music, now we have extra fries we do have new music so colleen how are you it's been a while i am good I'm back doing baseball-y things now that my mental health is not in the crapper. So that's good. Um, right. It helps a lot. But yeah, I'm back. That is awesome. I'm back. Great. Ready to annoy the men of the year. So thrilled to have you and so thrilled to have Crystal here from the internet. Crystal, how are you? Hello. I am delightful right now. Ready uh, for... Are delightful. Ready for the shit show baseball season. It is going to be a shit show baseball season. I mean, just and we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we were talking about what a shit show it's going to be before you guys got into the room with us. Janice is here from the internet. Janice, yeah. are you looking forward to the shit show? No, uh, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the shit show. I I was uh, discussing with uh, Jesse before uh, you guys got here that I I honest, I I don't know if it's just something that needs to kick in. Maybe it's some sort of, I don't know, circadian rhythm, but I I am honestly not excited for baseball at all. I I don't know what it is, but I don't know. The the wind has been proverbial. I can't talk. Damn it. I'm so mad. It, it has been, <laughs> the, the wind has been taken out of my sails. Uh, so I, I am just here just with a big old man. I mean, I kind of feel like that's probably because the White Sox, which is our normal Route 4 team, has just devolved into such a shit show between like, oh, we're going to get a new GM. Wait a minute, it's this guy who made us have the worst farm system in Major League Baseball. And, oh, we're going to make all these big signings. The, we're signing all of the 2018 Kansas City Royals. And then Jerry's like, I want a new stadium because if I don't have a new stadium, when I die, the minority owners are going to move out of the city. And everyone's like, peace, bitch. Bring in a team we can care about. That's a perfect summary, actually, of what's going on. Like, every time I see something pop up about Jerry, oh, I want $2 billion for this new stadium. Like, fuck you, okay? You own two sports franchises in a major market. Like, you have $2 billion. I don't. You do. Yeah. So, he also tries to build, it pisses me off, too. It's like the worst location. I know, and I, I don't know. Let me just interject. Uh, help Colleen get $2 billion by going to casualdiehard.com and buying something. It's also where you can subscribe to this podcast and other podcasts as well, uh, such as 
uh, Colleen's upcoming own podcast when when that begins. And that takes care of uh, any semblance of podcast business. And now we can just enjoy Better ourselves. Advertising. You can add me on Twitter. I'll send you my Venmo info. <laughs> Get me All close right. to that $2 billion. Let's do that and get Jerry Reinsdorf out of the paint. Uh, yeah. The time and has come. Colleen in, Jerry out. Finally. Jesus. Yeah. So, Jesse, you're not familiar with Chicago because you are a New Yorker and we love you for that. But, like, where they have wanting to build this stadium, like, it's a, it's a huge plot of open land, which is fine. But where it is is going to be so inconvenient to, like, the people who live over there and the fans because it's going to be, like, it's a traffic nightmare now where it is. And then on top of that, like, the trains go right through that whole section. So they're going to have to, like, if they build there, they'll have to, like, reroute the metro. It's bananas. So. I honestly. Why don't. I honestly think it's just, just go to. Why don't they just go to the Soldier Field area that the Bears are so keen to get out of because they're idiots? Well, That's so here's the place one Soldier idiot franchise with another. Here's the thing about Soldier Field is that it's actually owned by the Chicago Park District. So, and and there's portions of it that have like landmark status or historical society status, something like that, but like. You can't make updates to the stadium, like without all of these other things. Um, so because of that, and also like Soldier Field's in a really inconvenient fucking place. Like it's if you go to a Bears game and you don't drive and park there, like you're spending two hours trying to get across Lakeshore Drive to get to your like it's a nightmare. Public transit isn't even any better. No. Uh, there's like one bus that goes there and it's like every 20 minutes. It's just. I, I ended up. Uh, the public transit is such the appeal of the Sox Park now, isn't it? Yeah. There's a red line stop right there. Actually, there's also a green line stop that's like two blocks down. And also a metro stop as well. And a metro stop. They put in that metro stop for Sox Park. Yes. Yes. Uh, the thing about the metro is that. Uh, I know for anyone who who lives in a city with regional rail will know that regional rail is pretty limited. So that is just one train line uh, that goes essentially from downtown Chicago uh, to, uh, I, I don't think Blue Island is the terminus, but it heads in that direction. It depends. So there's like, and I say this because I, I take that line to work most of the time. Um, unless you do what I did on Monday, forget your headphones at home and then miss your train and then you have to drive in. But, um, it's technically like, it's the rock Island, which is the line, but then there's like the Metra electric, which is also part of the rock Island sometimes. And it goes, it like ends in blue Island, but not always like it's, but there's the point is, is there's an option. <laughs> Why is why is Illinois full of islands and they call the highway rest stops an oasis? Are you guys confused about your own geography out there? What's going on with that? Yeah, one thousand percent. Blue Island 
there's a reason it was named that and i don't remember what it was like i used to know this i think there was actually like water around it at some point and that's where it got its name maybe because there's a lot of there's a few viaducts over there too like there's reservoir water so it might have been surrounded by water at one time i don't know um but i live in a park <laughs> that's just generally you sleep you sleep rough yeah i'm not an outdoorsy per i'm only an outdoorsy person in that i like to get drunk outside hmm. well right now you're inside so that's uh not stopping you from drinking no. um and the white Sox continue <clears throat> to exist as do uh the number one issue on our uh talking list uh of notes for this evening uh, we put together some some very limited notes because uh, it's good to have notes. It's good to know where you are along the way. Uh, I've not always been great at that, but tonight we have notes. And, and it says in big capital letters that I wrote, uh, issue one, the fucking pants. I feel like that should cover the uniforms in general because the jerseys mm. aren't exactly any better. I am just, I mean, we've talked about this in our group chat. I'm just relieved that men finally understand what being sexualized is for what you're wearing. Because I've seen so many like, oh, mm. you very clearly see a dick yeah. or you very clearly see balls and all these women like mm-hmm. saying. Men on the internet are mad about it. Like, listen. I'm like, good. <laughs> so, yeah, all of a sudden it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not okay to objectify men. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure that there's plenty of mental gymnastics that goes around saying like, oh, well, if you didn't want us to objectify women, here you are just looking at dick and balls. Like, what was he like, wearing like, when we objectified him? Like we were even given the chance to. And I think probably the one thing that makes me the angriest about the pants is that like there's no consent on both sides. Mm-mm. He did not ask to see the pants. The players did also also did not ask to see the pants, uh, so it's definitely I think um, a, a weird violation of consent on both sides. Fair. It's yeah. also a, you get what you pay for because it is fanatics, and yeah, anything you buy from them is absolute garbage. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine shared a meme with me the other day, and it's a, a man saying, um, uh, like, a, a, a casual conversation, and the, there's a man holding a card saying, like, the problem is capitalism. Uh, <laughs> and uh, essentially I, I uh, got inebriated with a friend a few weeks ago and we, we brought up that meme because essentially the problem here once again is capitalism yeah they cheaped out on the uniforms which i'm like i feel like that's something you not you, you really don't want to go cheap on like the yeah the jerseys look like they're iron-ons the pants are like half finished there was the spacing on the jerseys is all weird yeah, too with the back on their names i'm like who approved that did anybody the proof le- this before tiny. it went out like, what is this there was there was some kind of approval process because the royals are not wearing crazy stupid letters uh, oh, that, because... that means the White Sox are not going to wear crazy, stupid letters soon, too. So maybe <laughs> we're on to something. We're just Royals North. Years they're going to reject the uniform because the Royals did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Royals, uh, you know, long history of being whiny bastards going back 40 years to the Pine Tar game when they broke the rules and got away with it. They learned that if they squeak loud enough... Uh, they get their way and they complained about the new jerseys to major league baseball. And they've been allowed to continue wearing 
large, readable letters. So the Royals, uh, we're in the upside down where the Royals are doing good things. And it's, uh, if that trickles down to the White Sox, look out. Mm. They do remind me of like a Halloween costume though. Yeah. One year my son went as a baseball player and like those pants, still better than the see-through pants currently, but like just the quality reminds me of that. Again, that's why I don't order anything from Fanatics, but. I was talking to somebody at work about him and he was, he was saying, he's like, you know, this is the material. Like his son had ordered a Jersey from fanatics once and it basically like fell apart in the wash. And he's like, it didn't look good. It wasn't stitched. It looked like iron on. Um, And I'm like, that's exactly what these jerseys look like. But now fanatics is selling the same crap, but charging $200 for it and calling it authentic. So I feel so the system works. Yeah. No one's buying those shitty jerseys. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, nobody wants this crap. If I'm paying that much money for an authentic jersey, like, shit better be stitched. All right? Like, it's not coming off in the wash. Yeah. What is the line uh, between we're objectifying these dudes and uh, these are unsolicited dick pics being sent by Major League Baseball? That that's honestly a great thing to like a f- philosophically dissect uh, because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, where it's just sort of like I I I I, I don't think these guys want to be naked. Um, I mean I mean at when I'm at work, I personally would prefer to be clothed. Um, <laughs> no, wearing mesh at work, especially when it's either raining or incredibly sunny one day. Oh my god, yeah, I can't wait for it to rain in these uniforms. Oh no! It's gonna be like that episode of The Simpsons where all the the kids were put in the uniforms and then it rained and it was all tie dyed. Like, I feel (laughs) like this might be the same kind of situation. Like, it's gonna rain and some shit's gonna come out. The the, the Simpsons once again has has predicted this. Mm -hmm. Yep. I really want someone because like Major League Baseball is running around being like the pants aren't see through. Like everyone's fucking blind. And I really want like a bunch of players to band together and wear like bright ass underwear to be like, no, well, Jason, you can see it. Jason Giambi had his legendary in New York, a uh, slump busting gold lame thong that he wore. Did, uh, was that before so. or after he started taking performance enhancing drugs? Well, he started taking the performance enhancing drugs in Oakland and seemed to stop for a while when he was in New York. Uh, oh my along goodness. With, and, so, and so why uh, couldn't we have see-through pants back then? <laughs> no, if, if we I were think the right see-through pants in that era would have been a problem because you would have just seen red polka dot sit asses. Yeah. I was going to say, if there's like, if we're going to like take a poll of players that we would prefer to have see-through pants jason giambi is not even cracking the top 100 like let's be real full-on ick same with you jeremy (laughs) you're also gross rest in peace (laughs) he's not dead is Uh, he really he he is dead what (laughs) no way i i i think i vaguely remember this yeah jeremy giambi passed away like how long ago Oh, 22, February of 22. Oh, he committed suicide. Oh, my God. We've to edit out my joke. 
I didn't know that. Oh my god, I'm gonna go to free speech jail. Oh my god. Yeah, you are. <laughs> In my defense, I frequently don't always know when somebody died, okay? And it's I, yeah, I, I no, that's... better about it. Well, half the time there's like that's that like... Mandela effect of did they die yeah. or am I just imagining things? Yeah. There was oh, somebody for a while that I was like, man, it was it might have been like Yogi Bear or something. And somebody and I was like, I can't believe he's not dead. And that was like the one guy I knew a hundred percent for sure was not dead. It was Yogi Berra. And he died in like 2015. So this predated that. I don't know if it ever if if it was what they wound up using, but for years the plan at the Daily News was that when Yogi died, the back page headline was gonna be It's Over. <laughs> Aw. Uh, well, in in happier news, uh, <laughs> yeah, the White Sox have several living players. Do they? Uh, are there any like let's let's try to before we dive into the super duper negative of um, I looked at the roster this afternoon. It's grim. Um, it's a roster mm-hmm. of meh. Mm-hmm. Well said. What? What is a legitimate hope to just like get a, a smile out of this season? And is it just the fact that I'm coming out for opening day? I mean, aside from that, of course. Um, yeah. Fire everyone and start over. Like I've been banging that drum for years. Mm-hmm. Fire everyone. Not Jason Benetti. Didn't mean him. Fire everyone else and start over. That's right. You guys also lost one of the best play-by-play guys in the league for no did reason. Hear, no, did you no. hear the what came out was said? Well, no this, good reason. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did we ever tell you what was said during the contract negotiations? And this is actually why my dad oh. is no. refusing to go to White Sox games anymore. Like he got rid of all of his shit. Um. So originally, Damn. the argument came out was like, oh, we couldn't make it work with his national schedule because he's on like ESPN and shit. And I was like, well, that's really weird because the Mets make it work fine with Ron Darling. And he's gone like once a week during the season for like TBS or whatever does the the yeah. Tuesday night baseball. And I was like, well, TBS, that's really yeah. weird. That's kind of a shitty, shitty reason. Well, then it came out that the chief marketing and revenue officer made a comment somewhere along the lines of Jason Benetti having cerebral palsy makes the organization look bad Ooh. and i was like also, remember when you guys the one thing mike making Clevenger? the organization look yeah yeah remember when you guys also mike there Clevenger? were comments didn't jerry make comments about how he didn't yeah. think jason was funny yeah. and he hated that he would eat on the broadcast yeah i remember that as yeah. well that, that. that too the it thing. fucked jerry nobody cares what you think <laughs> It really, uh, it's 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 a giving ableism. It's definitely giving yeah. all sorts of isms, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, that that's just one of many reasons why like a lot of us are very disappointed in this organization. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page as my dad. Like, I'm not supporting the team this year. Just after everything with the last two years, like, I'm not supporting this team. I don't fucking care. Like, and it's not the, pl- I, obviously it's not the player's fault that the ownership sucks, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't give money to these chuckle fucks anymore. Like, it's 2012 all over again. 
pretty much. There's a thing that happens, and, and I've gone through this at times with the Knicks because James Dolan is even worse than Jerry Reinsdorf somehow. Um, hmm. Show your work. He is. <laughs> and the work is in the, the NBA results between the two. Uh, but, like, the, things have improved with the Knicks, mostly by virtue of Dolan not being as involved. There was a time there where I felt like, okay, I can at least cheer for the guys on the team. I like those guys. But then little by little, those guys go, and you're left with a bunch of chuckle fucks who you don't care about at all. And that's when the team is really in danger of losing you. And and I think the Knicks did lose a lot of people. There's a lot of Nets fans who are only Nets fans out of being pissed off at the Knicks. Uh, where where do you stand in, in that right now? Are the White Sox in danger of just losing you for good? Yes. Well, and something I would like to point out is a lot of people talk shit about the Sox attendance which is dumb. Like attendance metrics are stupid, but it's because White Sox fans will not pay to watch a shitty team get fielded. And that's what it was for years is that like they weren't making the playoffs. They lost a hundred games. Like all of this other shit was going on. Nobody wants to pay good money to go sit at the ballpark and watch them embarrass themselves. Like I could go watch a high school baseball game for free. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I'll go to the Gary Railcats game over a White Sox game. Yeah, the like Windy City Thunderbolts are here. Chicago Dogs. Chicago Dogs. So like that and that's kind of the thing with White Sox fans is like no one's gonna pay to watch a shitty product. And the way things are trending, I really feel like they're not gonna get a lot of fans back. Like the fans aren't gonna go be Cubs, like people aren't gonna go be Cubs fans. Um, they just won't watch. They're not gonna watch the Sox. And we saw it for years with the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks home games weren't on TV. People went and found other shit. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Wolves were doing really well because of that. Yeah. We go to a plant. I'm right by the Wolves when I'm uh, up in Illinois. We're like five minutes away. I love it. Um, yeah. I don't- at your house when we go. <laughs> I know, right? Just <laughs> we'll just I have a really big car. Um what was it? Oh yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, at this point, I'm just watching them because I get paid to write about them. I'm not watching them with any joy. Um, I'm not watching games I'm not covering. And there's almost no one left. There are, like, three or four players that I would still actively root for. And at least two of them, their contract is up at the end of the year. So will they even be there next year kind of thing? And everything's just downhill and my favorite pitcher is suddenly like some crazy holy roller yeah he really is christian with that granola mm-hmm. yeah so it's not worth watching huh what's this now michael- <clears throat> yeah michael kopak is um yeah he he I became am- a crazy christian i'm just happy for vanessa yeah, yeah vanessa's living her best life Good for her, man. Yeah, good, good for her, really. <laughs> good for her. Being on the White Sox, I think, could drive you to 
seek Jesus. I can see that. I think, you know, and I don't like to talk about, I don't like the conversations where like people call players head cases. Like, I feel like that's, I mean, that's obviously very problematic. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's got some shit he needs to work out. And I feel like as we've watched his trajectory, because he's been in the limelight, you know, he was on that Real Housewives of Atlanta because he was dating one of the daughters or something. And like, I feel like as we've watched this trajectory of his, it's just been like kind of a weird up and down thing. Um, And I don't, and again, I don't want to say like, oh my God, he's a head case. But it's like, I think he's got a lot of shit he kind of needed to work out privately with himself. And like, I, I would have expected that 2020 when he took the season off would have been that time. And I think it just made him a little bit weirder. Yeah. And he was, he was like the one everyone was so excited about. I remember going to minor league games whenever the nights were even close by to see him. Yep. Because he was supposed to be this phenomenal young pitcher and we were going to have this gym and it was going to be amazing. And then it didn't work and then he was injured and then he took a season off and now he's just. He's in the bullpen sometimes. His yeah. like. He hasn't been fully stretched in a season. He goes to the bullpen. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And I think it's also his last year for his contract as well because he came in with Moncada, and they're both up at the end of the year. That's something else that we can blame Tony LaRusa for is, like, just not letting Kopech pitch the amount of innings it would have taken to safely get him back into the starting rotation. And it's something that I was essentially just preaching, just – no, he shouldn't be doing these these incredibly short outings. He needs to essentially be treated as a long reliever and making yep. sure that he gets that work in. And that never happened. Um, I mean, Tony LaRusa invented the whole lefty-righty pitching shit. Which, again, I've said for years, Janice and Crystal have heard me yell about this, lefty-righty is bullshit. Yes, Colleen has been the, the strongest anti-lefty-righty yes. uh, advocate <laughs> I know. Almost almost like stronger than her bunting, uh, like disadvocacy, I guess. Okay, but Crystal was with me when I screamed about bunting yeah. in a dead-ass silent stadium. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing, honestly. I was, Although I remember oh. with Janice, we were both fighting about the whole Michael Kopech thing, like def- Defending his honor almost of like no he's being screwed over with this yeah and people are like no he's fine i'm like no, do you understand pitching mechanics or baseball because no he's not fine no not at all no. um especially because i i remember i was at the spring training game uh, it, it was the first time he had pitched uh post tommy john in like probably a year and a half and he was hitting like a hundred off on the radar yeah. just completely just fireballing um and I, I just remember getting on Twitter and everyone was like, Kopech's hitting triple digits, everybody. Ah. And this was 2002. Um, again, like a, a very pivotal year uh, in, in baseball history. But but yeah, um, also that was four years ago, which yeah. is also bizarre to me. I feel like when conversations come up around player mechanics, a lot more people are inexplicably willing to show their whole ass about it when they're like, Oh my God, Michael Kopech hit triple digits. And then, Oh my God, he's not doing that anymore. Like, do you understand what the start to get him to triple digits? Like, 
And it's the same with bat. Like when people yell, I'll just swing the bat. No, that's not the fucking problem. It's not, well, it's not the only problem. He's not seeing the ball. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah, that's the thing. He needs to we, Let's throw a 99 We just saw this with Jake Berger. He corrected his stance. Yep. And then once he got to Miami, they actually like worked with him. Like a hitting coach really like worked with him. And then he was yep. back to what we knew of, you know, before everything was kind of funky. Like before, mm-hmm. I don't know, his his wife was constantly yelling at him and working on him with it. I love and he got that. a little better. I know. And then it seemed like he slumped again because he was listening to whoever on the White Sox. Yeah. And then he gets to Miami and he's he's amazing because people are actually actively working with him on how he needs to be standing, how he needs to be holding the bat. Yeah. And I think that well, points we'll to a that. larger problem that the White Sox have. Like their coaching staff is garbage. You know, like they they kind of they do what the Bears do, which is swap out pieces here and there, but don't look at the big picture and think of like what is the larger problem here? Like, yeah, our head coach sucks, but our offensive coordinator, let's just get rid of him and bring somebody else in and that'll fix it. And I feel like that's kind of how the White Sox have approached their seasons. Like, oh, we'll just get a new manager. Oh, we'll, we'll fire Coop and we're like, we'll bring in Ethan Katz. And it's not like it's there's a reason this isn't working. It's not fixing everything like clean house and start over. And that's what they've needed to do. And I think if they actually did that, if they actually did like clean off the bench, clean out the front office, get truly a new GM. I think that would turn a lot of fans around on it. Because then it's like, okay, we can see now that you're engaged in making a real change. You're not just going to, like, substitute in somebody else and it's going to be the same shit. Like, they replaced Ricky with Tony LaRusso. They replaced Tony LaRusso with Pedro. And it's like, who? none of these, Tony LaRusso was, like, 10 years retired. And Jerry hired him back because he felt bad that Hawk fired him in the 80s. Like, he fired him because he sucked. So it's just, it's just, they're, they're fucking It's ridiculous. a Hall of Fame baseball person. A Hall of Fame baseball person. I do. Oh, you know man, what? I'm I was so... telling to his face that he sucked. I don't give a shit that you're in the Hall of Fame, buddy. You fucking blow, okay? You don't know how to manage a bullpen. You've never known how to manage post old man DUIs. Like, that, that's an old man DUI. The I'm asleep at a stop sign in Florida. Yep. That that's yeah. I mean, who who hasn't done that? We better stop sign in Florida. I'm gonna guess the White Sox uh, new starting shortstop Paul DeYoung. I would not have bet that he was still in the major leagues, but he's apparently the starting shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. You know, I feel like is that a true fact? I feel like the White Sox have replaced the Orioles in the um, collecting of players who I thought were retired. So good for the Orioles for bringing in new blood, bad for the White Sox to just keep collecting random people and seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, Paul which... Young's whole thing was that like he killed the Mets every time when he was with the Cardinals, but he's on the White Sox. So that's not really going to be, I mean, everybody plays everybody now, but not all that helpful. Yeah, that that's going to be really helpful in the like maybe three games we might get the White Sox may mm-hmm. get against the Mets. 
Well, and they have Nikki Lopez at second base. Like, oh, okay. That's a choice that we have made, I guess, to put a player who hasn't played second base at second. Oh, while we were talking about the brief subject of the Marlins, I wanted to bring up Tim Anderson. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if maybe uh, the, the the Marlins uh, hitting machine could possibly uh, help help Tim Anderson uh, because he just essentially went from one of the best hitters in all of baseball to literally the worst. Yeah. And given that this has been a kind of a strange market for uh, position players this year, mm-hmm. um, I a lot a lot of people were wondering why hasn't Tim Anderson gotten a uh, a job yet. And I think a couple of pieces needed to fall before that happened. I know a lot of players signed late this year. I mean, that that happens every year, though. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I am really interested in seeing what Tim Anderson does on the Marlins. Um, I, I was really happy that he's getting a second chance. Yeah. Um, because it's it's it, he was just bad defensively, offensively, all around absolutely terrible and it hurt just as someone who likes tim anderson the general tim anderson appreciator like it hurt to see him fall like that and and he went from batting champion two-time all-star like he was the first he was like the one of the first black men to start in an all-star game oh gosh it's been forever i can't even remember who it was now but it was like from the 70s yeah um because i was writing about his uh uh trade to the Marlins or pick up from the Marlins. And yeah, it is painful to see because I think all of us love Tim Anderson. He's does great things for the community, both in Chicago and both, you know, back home. And he's, he's a wonderful player and it's so sad to see how bad it really got. So I'm just hoping that change of scenery more than anything helps, but I think Tim Anderson is really indicative of the coaching problems that the White Sox have. Like you had a superstar player, like everybody knew his his defense wasn't great. He didn't learn to play baseball until he was like late high school in college. Um, they didn't work on his fielding with him, clearly, because it somehow got worse. And it never really got better. Um, his batting tanked. Nobody helped mm-hmm. fix that. They just kind of let him flail out there and then, you know, he's going to go to the Marlins and get the turnaround. So it's like, I feel like Tim Anderson is our perfect example of what is wrong with the coaching staff because there was so much they could have done for him and they didn't. And he really needed the help. Mm -hmm. Well, with Tim Anderson, with Jake Berger, are the Marlins a team that you guys are looking at this year? What are you like? If you're not going to be into the White Sox, but you're still, Crystal, you're wearing a, a pirate shirt right now. I don't know if that's really a much better option than <laughs> no, the Sox. Uh, this is Clemente. What do you do? I'm wearing it. Uh, I have that same shirt, actually, Crystal. Yep. So Twinsies. Twinsies sometime. <laughs> I mean, always the Mets. That's always been my second team. So, and last year I just watched, I just paid attention to the Mets and I watched the Mets all the time. Um, I'm also like, somebody made a joke to me once. They were like, oh my God, you can't pick any like 
because I was like, oh, I'm a White Sox and a Mets fan. They're like, oh, my God, what choices? And I'm like, yeah, I know. So I'm also rooting for the Dodgers this year because I'm trying to hedge my bets. <laughs> I, I honestly think that, that that's an okay thing to do. I mean, I, I too, have been a fringe Dodgers fan for the past two years or so. Uh just mainly because there are a handful of White Sox fan friends who have also kind of lend, leaned into the Dodgers uh, area of second teamdom. Um, but yeah, they have a really interesting team. Um, great rotation. Uh, yeah. and I'm Shohei. I mean, come on. Like, I've been waiting to talk about him for forever now. Um, so, so yeah, they, they, they are going to be great to watch. I feel like the Dodgers are a perfect example of like going from absolute shit to succeeding because like they were bankrupt, like the team was bankrupt, and for Frank and they, McCourt, yeah, yeah, they were forced to sell the team, and look what happens. I mean, yeah, it's like a conglomerate ownership group that owns them. It's so I mean, it's like an certainly, but still, they like, fuck those guys because because on principle, but. I do want to give them the chance in my heart that, like, if they really are, like, chasing 120 wins, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like, a pure hater on it. Yeah. I want to enjoy watching Shoei and Mookie Betts and Yamamoto and fucking everybody that they've aligned out there do this thing. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I want to root so fucking hard against them in October. Oh, boy. it's Aww. It's, like gonna not be funny how much i want to see them fail i feel like the dodgers are like this is what you get when and this isn't like a yankee steinbrenner like buying his championships discourse i mean i feel like the dodgers really can show you what a team can do when somebody's willing to put in the money yeah they should they absolutely should they should buy championships and i'm pissed at steve cohen that matt chapman and blake snell are still out there at the end of february Two dudes that could actually, like, make a real difference for the Mets. And, oh, because you have a long-term plan because you got burned by fucking 40-year-old-ass Justin Verlander? Which, by the way... That doesn't make a difference to Matt Chapman and Blake Snell, two dudes that can help you now. Yeah, by the way, I would like to continue to point out that I was right that Justin Verlander was going to shit the bed for the Mets. Mm. And I got booed by people on the internet about it, so... Fuck you guys. I was right. You're wrong. Go boo yourselves. <laughs> I stand by my... You're going to hold on to that one, aren't you? Yeah, damn right. You I said am. a 40-year-old man would not pitch well, and you were correct about it. I mean, it wasn't even that he was 40. It's that, like, Justin Verlander sucks. And this, I say this as somebody who is, like, he was on the Tigers forever. Like, I've watched him for years. And I'm like, I mean, he's fine. He didn't do anything spe- like the special thing he did in Houston is he probably had fucking sticky stuff because he was one of them. He was one of them who like. Oh, he's back there. Yeah. I mean, we all know the Astros are fucking cheaters anyway. Nobody cares. <laughs> Fuck those guys. But yes, I will die on the hill that I am right that Justin Verlander sucks. 40 year old or nothing. Day one. Sucked ass. He is going to the Hall of Fame. Ugh. Yeah, but you know what? 
I, I'm not going to give Hall of Fame voters a pass because, like, some I've seen those ballots, and some of them I'm just like, you guys are morons. <laughs> like, I feel like publishing them on Twitter is so bad for my health because then I look at it and I was like, I can't believe any of you guys are in charge of this. <sighs> that that being said, um, Justin Verlander is still an easy easy Hall of Famer. Like, it's not particularly close, I don't think. I do very much appreciate the the hate that you're pouring onto because he does suck as an individual. Uh, but, like, it's, it's, it, it's good to have you back, Colleen. It really is. <laughs> so I can be the crabby one? <laughs> So you you can take an obvious no doubt Hall of Famer and just be like, no, he sucks. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Fuck that guy. I mean, plenty of good players do not make the Hall of Fame, and you you could make that a pretty great argument that <clears throat> some guys in the Hall of Fame, as you know, generally as great as they may be revered, uh, in in some facets, could suck. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel as if that is some duality that all all players have i think yeah well and everybody yells about it whenever like a reliever gets in it's everybody yells about it so i can yell about justin verlander yeah fanboy a fanboyism or fan personism i guess i should say is a hell of a drug yeah yep 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 i don't care i will yell just yell about justin verlander until one of us dies like truly Wait, one of us? Like, like one of us four dies? Like, between me and Justin, oh. until one of us <laughs> dies, I'm going to keep yelling about it, so. Okay, that, 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 that seemed like kind of like a creepy pact, almost. No, 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 I'm not going to hold you guys to my weird death pact. If you die, I'll I'll take it up. Thank you. I will. Yeah, yeah just keep I, I, going I'll... until Verlander dies. Precisely. And, and then we must choose uh, a next four to uh, pass on the Justin Verlander sucks gospel. Oh, there are plenty, I'm, I'm sure. sure we could find yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It could be Alex Bregman because somebody called me anti-Semitic for making a joke about him. I remember that. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, too. Like, so... Jesse, I'll tell the story. I was in a hotel. My sister and I mm-hmm. were sharing a hotel room. We were in Michigan for, we were in Michigan for my grandmother's funeral last year. Um, and we, and I put baseball on. It was like one of the games where like they had the players mic'd up and Alex Bregman was the player that was mic'd up. And I made a comment on Twitter that was like, Alex Bregman is so boring. If he was a spice, he'd be flour, which is a quote from Bob's Burgers. And like one person got it. But there's this guy who had called me anti-Semitic once before because I'm like, hey, Israel doesn't always have the best points. Like, hmm. um, and he's like, let's you have again been proven right. He was- Israel does not always have the best points. No, like Israel doesn't make good decisions. Um, no, actually, the analogy I had made was like Israel and Palestine feels very much like the little guy throws a rock and the big guy responds with a bazooka. 
Um, but anyway, so I made that comment on Twitter and this guy who had called me anti-Semitic before because of that. And I was like, buddy, I got family from Northern Ireland. You don't want to start this. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, that's so anti-Semitic. And I was like, and I, I was asked, I was like, how is that anti-Semitic? He goes, well, it's Passover. I don't fucking know when Passover is, first of all. And he's like, it's Passover and he's Jewish. I'm like, I didn't know he was fucking Jewish. I didn't know it was fucking Passover. Also, and it's flour. Flour is part of Passover. Is it though? I don't know. I'm not Jewish. Yeah, it sure is. It's the yeast that you can't have. It's it's the unleavened bread. Okay, so Alex Bregman can just eat a whole bag of flour. And... <laughs> he sure can. <laughs> if he wanted to, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's a good reality show. A really good prank show. But yeah, so because I had said that, the guy's like, oh, that's so you're so anti-Semitic because he's Jewish and it's Passover. And I'm like, it's a quote from a cartoon. Like, at the end of the day, and because somebody responded right under it, like, if he was a book, he'd be two books. And I'm like, it is a quote from a cartoon that a nine-year-old, a nine-year-old in the context of the show made. <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. No, no more internet for this guy. So he may hate follow me, so he may hear this, but you're a fucking asshole, buddy. <laughs> Hey, and if you're if you're hate listening, that's still a listen. Tell your friends to subscribe to Casual Die Hard, the podcast where they can uh, hate listen to Colleen. Yep. You may not like what you hear. Also, I really am like I told my parents about the new podcast, so I'm really gonna have to like clean up some of the language, some of my language. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just for my mom. Because she'll be like, do you really have to talk that way on the internet? And I'll be like, Ma, listen, that's not the worst thing I've said on yeah. the internet this week. <laughs> also, well, now I feel like I have to apologize to your mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mom Sullivan. Not yet. I haven't, I don't tell her about these yeah. ones. She'll, she'll listen to the new one. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, okay, Mom. Good. I'm in free speech jail because I didn't know Jeremy Giambi died. <laughs> Awkward. But you'll know it when Justin Verlander dies. I will set up fireworks if I die last. If he dies before me, there's going to be... You're going to know he died because there's going to be fireworks. Like Lunar New Year level fireworks. Like I will go all out. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what do you mean from like a Mets coach or something? <laughs> Still going to have to hate him. Uh. What what is the word for the the thing where, like, the last living person in the group opens the vault of whatever it is? There's there's a the there's a specific hellfish? word for it. Uh, like, it is the, like, yeah, the flying hellfish. It's a but the flying hellfish. There's a device. There's like a word that it that describes what that kind of compact is. I didn't know there was I an actual thing that described gonna... that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking it like like a, like, like a subgenre of death pact. Like, like what is this? <laughs> What's the like? What is the hierarchy of death packs? Now I'm curious. Isn't a death pact where you all agree that you are going to die somehow? Well, that's a, that makes sounds sense. like more of a suicide pact. Yeah, yeah a suicide yeah, pact. We're talking pact. like a death pact, like. Some Death Note level shit. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll just call it the flying hellfish. <laughs> Last one alive opens the vault. Make sure that there's no European guys looking for art. All of our Gen Z listeners are going to be like, who the fuck is this person? The fuck is she talking about? What are the Simpsons? <laughs> Nobody's on Twitter anymore. Simpsons are still uh, still cracking. Yeah, but I, Mario Kartish. I, I always kind of wonder, like, and I realize this sometimes when I like make comments at work, um, because I work with a lot of like younger Gen Z type people, and like, if I make a Simpsons reference, I'm always like getting just blank stares, and it just hurts me so much. That the kids don't know the Flying Hellfish is the 150th episode. Mm hmm. Season seven. Ah, uh, seven of the 19 Dickety Two. The Wikipedia entry is not telling me what the word is that I am looking for. If you know the word, uh, <laughs> mail it to jesse at casualdiehard.com because uh, I sure don't know. Mm. And don't send we should it to have me. I don't know of... how to check my casual diehard email. There's only the one so far, so... <laughs> Excellent! I, I still will... am not going to know it. I will set you up with one. Please don't. <laughs> Mail it to Colleen at casualdiehard.com. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Usually they just go to your wait regular... Wait five seconds for it to bounce back. Yeah. Wait five seconds for a uh, non-return. Oh my gosh. Speaking of email, I got like fan mail the other day sent because like I have my my website where everything I write and then all of my like sports stuff is just all kind of in one place. And it was like this really sweet letter about how they relate to hating the Cubs for political reasons and how they appreciate my writing. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, it's so sweet. I have like one fan in the world. I mean, Aww, one fan one. is better than zero. Yeah, uh, and having fans that, uh, yeah, b because you are not a problematic douchebag, uh, it, yeah. it is great that you have fans. So I'm very, ha I'm very happy for you. Yay, that, oh, that warms my cold dead heart that you have a fan. I couldn't believe it. Um, well, yeah, it's my bedtime, so I think we have to wrap it up. <laughs> we will. To all the fans, to all the haters. Thank you. To all the Thank haters you for and listening. Losers. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Tell all all the haters to please, please listen to this show. Don't, don't forget the losers. The, and the, the losers. losers. Yes. And to email. Yes, why, if, you're, if you're out there, please do listen to this show. You, uh, uh, Wow. That's the least optimistic spring training chat I've ever had. Congratulations to the 2024 Chicago White Sox already. Uh, disappointing us before the regular season starts I freaking can't wait to see you guys out there and them win like 10 to nothing on opening day <laughs> against the Tigers time. yeah like okay congratulations on beating the Detroit Tigers <laughs> you know it's not like it's they, gonna be great it's not like they beat someone good <laughs> oh sorry Tigers. we're all back baseball's back that's our show <laughs> love you